0: shinapresh laya uchale shrimate bhakti de landh swamin ithi namaste saraswat Godavani pracharane pracharne nirbishesa shunya vali Jnana Jimarandhasya Jnana Jnana Shalakaya Chakchurun Mili Tang Yena my Sri Gurudev Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu nithananda advaita gadada han shrivasali go bhakta vrinda shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nichananda ye advaita gadada shrivasali bhakta vrinda Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Jayadvaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Jaya Jaya, Gopala Jaya Jaya Radha Ramana Hari Govinda Jaya Jaya, Bovinda, Jaya, Jaya Gopala Jaya Jaya Radha Ramana Hari Govinda Jaya Jaya Radha Rama Govinda Jaya Jaya. Radha Rama Govinda Jaya Jaya. Govinda Jaya Jaya, Gopal Jaya Jaya. Radha Govinda Jaya Jaya. Radha Ramana Hari Govinda Jaya Jaya Radha Ramana Hari Govinda Jaya Jaya Radha Ramana Hari Govinda Jaya Jaya Radha Hari Govinda Jaya Jaya Adha Ramanahari, Ovidya Jaya Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. Javashtrapad Jaan- Paramahamsa, Paribraja kachaja Sattva Sri Srimad His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Koti Vaishna Vrind Ki Jai Nama Chaja Haridastra Prem Se Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyad Veth Gadadha Sri Vasadhi Gaur Bhaktavrind Ki Sisi <Sessizhi> ra Radha Krishna Gokupina Siyamakunda Radha Kunda Girigo Vradana Ki Jai Vrindavan Dham Ki Navadvip Dham Ki jai, Bhakti Devi Ki Tulsi Maharani Ki jai, Yamuna Devi Ki Jai Devi Ki Jai Veta Bhakta Vrindi Jai Iskan devotees of Cologne Ki Jai. Devotees of Cologne Ki Jai. Food for Life Cologne Ki Jai. Goa Premanande. All glories to the Assamble devotees. All glories to the Assamble devotees. devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees.
1: All glories
0: to Sri Sri Guru and Goranga. So if anybody has a message or something, please put it in the chat. And now Śrī Lesh wants to say something. Oh, I forgot to do that, Maharaj. Oh my God, that is very big aparād. Now you're the host, sorry. So, if anybody needs to say something during the program, then please put it in the chat box and I will address it. Tonight, we are studying one of my favorite sections of the entire Bhagavad Gita. We are studying two sections, the first eight verses, which are very, very important. Very important items that one must understand properly. Otherwise, one's reading of the Gita will be faulty. These eight verses have to be understood perfectly. Then your reading of Gita will go on nicely. So, let's begin. Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Of course, we are studying Bhagavad-gītā as it is, as delivered to us by my spiritual master the Yiskan founder Acharya, who accepted me as his disciple in April of 1974. Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 4. In Sanskrit, it is entitled Jnana Karma Sannyasa Yoga. Prabhupada entitles it Transcendental Knowledge. The first three verses I have entitled, Who Can... And how to understand the Gita Srivagavanu Bacha Imang Vivasvate Yogam Proktavan Aham Avyayam Vivasvan Manabe Praha Manor Ikshvaka Bebit the personality of Godhead Lord Sri Krishna said I instructed this imperishable science of yoga to the sun god Vivasvan. And Vivasvan instructed it to Manu, the father of mankind. And Manu, in turn, instructed it to Ikshvaku. So the first point here, imperishable science. The concepts of Bhagavad Gita are eternally true. Past, present, and future. That is the meaning of imperishable. Next point, it's a science. Meaning, you follow the procedure, you will get a predictable result every time. So if we live our lives according to Bhagavad Gita, then surely we will make spiritual advancement. The meaning of yoga, to connect. There are different yogas, but all the yogas are meant to link with God. So here we see the origin of Bhagavad Gita. Before what's being spoken here on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, millions and millions of years prior, it was spoken to Vivasvan. Krishna is referring to the current god Vivasvan, and He gave it to His son Manu. And Manu, of course, means... The word Manusha, Sanskrit word for mankind, comes from Manu. Therefore, Prabhupada says, father of mankind. And Manu in turn instructed it to Iksvaku. So that Iksvaku is the forefather of Ramachandra's dynasty, the Iksvaku dynasty. Next verse, one of the big, big verses of Gita. Imang rajarsayo Vidu, Mahata, Yogo The supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession, and the saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time, the succession was broken. And therefore, the science as it is appears to be lost. So, disciplic succession means originally the spiritual knowledge is uh, invested by God. In this case, Krishna spoke to the sun god. Sun god gave it to his son who gave it to his son. That is the parampara. Just like... When Prabhupada came to America in 1965, he preached the message of Bhagavad-gita to his disciples. And those who were sincere and serious, they repeated that message. And now their disciples are also preaching the same philosophy. This is how ISKCON will go on for the next 10,000 years. But notice what Krishna is saying here. But in the course of time, the succession was broken. Meaning, somebody changed the message. How you deliver the message, that's okay. You're entitled to present the message according to time, place and circumstance. But you cannot change the message. The message of Bhagavad Gita has to be that's why Prabhupada is saying Bhagavad Gita as it is, the way Krishna originally intended it, not according to how I feel or how I think, or to be politically correct. Uh, uh, uh. That's like the another example, when you go to the doctor and he writes a prescription, you take the prescription to the pharmacist. The pharmacist has to fulfill that prescription As it is. Otherwise, if He changes the prescription, you could die. So it is very important that the medicine is delivered unchanged. Here, Krishna is saying, by this time, 5,000 years ago, on the battlefield of Kudakshetra, Krishna detected the succession was broken. Somebody changed the original message. Now comes this next verse. Sa evayang mayate dia yoga prakta puratanha bhaktosime sakaceti rahasyam hit aitad uttamam. So very nice words in this shloka. For me, one of my favorite shlokas. I have compiled my fifty. Favorite verses of Gita. This is one of my favorites. That very ancient science, what science? Of the relationship with the Supreme. That is what Bhagavad Gita is teaching. I think I mentioned this last time, maybe not. Sambandha. Your eternal relationship with Krishna. This is the first tract of what the Vedas teach. The Vedas are only teaching three things. The first thing the Vedas are teaching, your relationship with the Supreme. You have constitutionally an eternal relationship with God. Every single one of you, you're the child of God. So you have a unique individual relationship with Krishna. And self-realization means discovering what you are meant to do for eternity. That's what it means to go back to Godhead. You are reinstated in your original position of service with a relationship with the Supreme, with Krishna. Again, science, ancient science, yes. Millions of years ago He spoke to the Sun God. Now why is Krishna speaking to Arjuna? Third line of the Sanskrit. This line everybody should memorize. Memorize that line. Two qualifications... Arjuna has why Krishna selected him to reinstate the disciplic succession which he said in the previous verse was broken. He chose Arjuna. Why? Because you are my devotee as well as my friend. He did not select Duryodhan. Why? Duryodhan was definitely not a devotee. And he definitely wasn't a friend of Krishna. Because when Krishna came to Hastinapur with the peace message, Duryodhana tried to capture Krishna and put him in chains. That's a friend? You go to a friend's house and he locks you in a dungeon? That's not a friend. Why did Krishna rather go to Vidura's house? Yodan made a huge feast. Krishna declined. He went to Vadura's house. Simple dal rice. Why? Bhakta. Because he's devotee. This meaning, as my friend. When you have a friend, you want to do something that's in the favor of your friend. That's what it means to have a friend somebody who has your back, somebody who has your interest. As I have said so many times, when I counsel husbands and wives, I stress this point. You want a successful marriage, you have to be each other's best friend. Not exploiter. Best friend. You have to have, the wife has to have the husband's interest at heart And the husband also has to have the wife's best interest at heart, not one-way street. No, both have to have that. That's what it means to be a friend. You have the other person's interest, that's your priority. Okay, so the two qualifications, there's nothing here about you have to know Sanskrit, no. There's nothing here that you have to be Hindu. Nope. Nothing here mentioned like that. You, anyone can understand Bhagavad Gita if they agree to become Krishna's devotee and act like a friend of Krishna. As, as he says here, Rahasyam hi itad utamam. Therefore, you can understand the transcendental mystery, Rahasyam, mysterious. And Uttama, topmost, transcendental. Uttama. Tama means darkness. Uttama, beyond the darkness. I have a song that I think I sang once. Come out of the darkness and into the light. Tamasimā jyotir gama. There is a Vedic mantra. Come out of the darkness into the light. That's Bhagavad Gita. Rahasyam <laughs> hi utamam. You want to understand Bhagavad Gita has nothing to do with a college degree. No. Has nothing to do with that. There is no, in this verse, there is no material qualification or disqualification. Anyone can understand Gita provided you have two qualifications. You are Krishna's devotee and you're Krishna's friend. That's all that's required. That's why Prabhupada insisted distribute my books, distribute my books, distribute my books. Prabhupada understood this. It didn't matter they were American, African, Chinese. Doesn't matter. We're just looking for devotees, and Krishna's friend. And they're everywhere. They're all over the planet. Everyone is potentially Krishna's devotee. They've just forgotten about it. And those who have a background of pious and they have some sincerity, when they come in contact with Prabhupada's book, it immediately touches them. Like me. Soon as I read six chapters of Krishna book, I was convinced. After Krishna killed Putana, I closed the book and said, yes, I'm joining Prabhupada's movement. That's how powerful these books are. Prabhupada's books. Yes. So that ends the first section of chapter 4. Namely, who can... So we already answered that. Who can and how how? through disciplic succession and who can? your devotee and your friend of Krishna and how? that's why I stress simply read Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita there are so many Bhagavad Gitas stick with Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita because he's presenting it in such a way that you will become Krishna's devotee and friend cent percent. cent alright Now we go to the next section. Verses 4 through 8. This is very, very important. Understanding Krishna's transcendental position. These verses are extremely important because if I don't understand Krishna's actual position, then my reading of Bhagavad Gita is going to make... Mistakes. It's not going to be correct. I'll give you an example. I'm sure all of us have done at one time a sudoku, sudoku puzzle that I don't know if I'm saying it right. Sudoku puzzle. You know what a sudoku puzzle is? Right? And the way they've constructed it, only a particular number can be in one box. And you're trying to find out, okay, this six goes here, four goes here. And if you're very, very careful, you get all the numbers exactly right. One mistake, finish, won't work. So, Bhagavad Gita is like a Sudoku puzzle. You have to understand Krishna's transcendental position properly, then you can understand correctly. So let's see what Arjuna, now Arjuna has a question. Arjuna Uvacha, a parang babato janma, parang janma vivaspata, katam eta from fam adhao proktavan iti. Arjuna said, the sun god Vivasvan is senior by birth to you how am I to understand that in the beginning you instructed this science to him now this is an understandable uh, question by Arjuna because as far as Arjuna knows him and Krishna are contemporaries it's just like if Sri Leish one day said to uh, Jitu, oh Jitu I am the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and I spoke Bhagavad Gita millions of years ago. Jesus is going to say, Sri what are you, what are you nuts? I know you for all these years. What are you talking about? So in Arjuna's case, it's the same thing. Him and Krishna are basically the same age. They have known each other throughout their lives. Now all of a sudden Krishna is saying, oh by the way, Arjuna, millions of years ago, I spoke Bhagavad Gita to the sun god. So Arjuna is saying, what are you talking about? I don't... You're just Krishna. You're my cousin. What, what is this? So Arjuna's question is good. But now, let's see how Krishna answers. Sri Bhagavan bhuni medhya titani janmanita tanyahang veda sarbani natvang veda parantapa The Supreme Personality of Godhead said Many, many births both you and I have passed I can remember all of them but you cannot O subduer of the enemy So this is very interesting This verse negates the mayavad philosophy that God and the living entity are equal in all respects. This verse proves it. Krishna is pointing out, Arjuna, you and I have appeared many times together in the past. But there's a difference between me and you. When you take birth after birth after birth, you do not remember your previous birth. But me, uh -uh, I remember all my births. For instance, the night of Janmashtami, when Krishna appeared to Vasudeva and Devaki in Kamsa's prison, Krishna did not appear as Krishna. He appeared as Narayana, four-handed form. And Krishna told Vasudeva and Devaki, "This is the third time I am appearing as your son." They did not remember, but Krishna told them previously, "You, Vasudeva and Devaki, were Prishni and Sutapa, and I took birth as your son, Prishni Garba." Then Krishna said, and then after that. Vasudeva and Devaki you took birth as Kashyapa and Aditi and I became your son Vamanadev. so Vasudeva and Devaki they didn't remember these two previous births Krishna had to remind them and then Krishna said now I am appearing as Krishna as the third time as your son and after this you're going back to Godhead, liberation. So here Krishna is making a distinction between himself and all the other living entities. We change our bodies one after another, but we don't remember them. The Vedas teach us that uh, there's a shloka in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Let's see if Sri Lesha likes my Bengali. Hey, rupe brahmanda brahmate kon bhagyavan jīva guru-krishna prasade bhāy bhakti lata bīt What do you think, Shri Lesh? It's okay? Thank you. So, the living entity is revolving in this material world. Life after life taking on different bodies, just like the carousel. You get on at the bottom, and then the carousel moves up, up, and at one point you're at the tippy top and you look down, <gasps> Oh! but that's only for a little while and then you come back down again. That is what is happening to all the conditioned souls. Sometimes we're a demigod, then we come back to earth. And if we're not good boys and girls, then we can be degraded. Some people have a mistaken idea. Oh, once I become a human, automatically I advance. No, that is not what Gita and Bhagavatam teach. Human life is like the terminal in the airport. The terminal in the airport going in different directions, some going north, some going south. Some going east, some going west. They're not all going to the same place. So just because you have taken birth as a human being doesn't mean that automatically you are promoted. No, it depends how you act as a human being. This will be mentioned later in Gita. If you act in the mode of goodness, then you get promoted. If you are not basically... Uh, not that good, not that bad then you come back as a human but if you're bad go down lower species animal, insect reptile, kukaracha, all kinds of low births now, even if you take such a low birth Krishna is kind eventually after so many births, again you will come back as a human being Now you're back in the terminal, now you can make your choice. Do I want to go up? Do I want to come back to Cologne? Or do I want to again go down? Choice is yours, free will. You have the choice. But we don't remember, that's the problem. We don't remember. But Krishna. As I gave the example, he remembers all of them. Let's go so that's the difference, one difference between God and the conditioned soul. Next verse Ajopi san of Yayatma Butanam Ishraopi san Prakriting Swamadishtaya sambhavam Yatma Although I am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates. And although I am the Lord of all living entities, I still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form. So there's a lot here to go through. So, Krishna in the previous birth said, many, many births both you and I have passed. But here Krishna is saying, no, actually I'm unborn. Meaning, Krishna does not accept a material body like we do. What was the first thing we learned in chapter 2? Hmm, I hope you can answer that question. In order to pass your exam, I hope you are saying to yourself, the first thing we learned from Prabhuji was that I am not this body. Do you remember learning that in chapter 2? We went over 20 verses how we are not the body that we're eternal spirit soul. We're not the mind. There's a gross body and a subtle material body and the soul is distinct from both of them. That is what you should have learned in chapter 2. If you haven't, go back and review. So, Krishna is saying, I am unborn, meaning I never accept a material body like we do. Yes, my driver's license says, born on such and such a date. But Krishna is not born like that. He simply appears. He simply manifests. Then the next thing, my transcendental body, This body, my body, is not transcendental. God, my God. Here I am, 70 years old. This body is giving me more and more trouble. It's not a transcendental blissful body. As I get older and older, it's giving me more pain, more trouble. Such trouble this bag of bones gives me. I can hardly sleep properly at night wake up every two hours. So this body is not transcendental. It's under the control of the modes of nature. And the transcendental body never deteriorates. That's why Prabhupada writes in his books, although Krishna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra was a hundred and twenty-five years old, on the battlefield of Kudikshetri, he looked like a sixteen year old boy. Ah. Now we can understand Krishna's transcendental body. When Krishna was with Arjuna on the battlefield, Krishna had great grandsons. He was a hundred and twenty five. But everybody who saw him looked like sixteen year old, nice, young, vibrant prince. Yes. That is God. The religion that I was brought up in, they teach God is an old man with a beard. That's not my God now. Here's, you see in the picture behind me, you see Surdas and he's blind and he's, look who's listening, this nice, beautiful, young cowherd. Doesn't Krishna look so nice? And sweet there in the picture. I love this picture. So does uh, Krishna Bhakshani. He told me he likes this picture. So Krishna always looks... That's why it says, Navayovanam, always new, youthful. He doesn't look older than 16, okay, you could say 16, 25. That's the it. He doesn't get any older than that. So transcendental body does not deteriorate. My body is so deteriorated these are not real teeth. In 2010 I got all uh, what is that? I actually came to Panama to get porcelain teeth. I made three trips to Panama just to get these porcelain teeth. My wife used to always get on my case, Prabhuji, you better go to the dentist because one day you're going to be like this. And of course, being a stupid husband, I never listened to my wife. I would say, oh, shut up. Then one day we went to the doctor dentist because I had a huge abscess. And abscesses are very, very dangerous. It can kill you. So we went to a dentist and dentist took one look. He said, we can't help you. It's too late. So I said, what are you talking about? We went to a second dentist. Second dentist said the same thing. Oh, can't help you. We went to three dentists. One was an Iranian, one was an American, one was uh, Hindu. in here in California, each one said, they have to come out. They're too rotten. We can't help you. So for a year, I had no teeth. Still, I was lecturing. Still, I was talking about Krishna. Then, thanks to a friend of uh, Shamachandra, one Indian man introduced me to a dentist in Panama City and he gave a reasonable price and I had to make three trips. And then finally, in March, I think, of 2010, I got these. Point being, this body is deteriorating. Deteriorating. Krishna's body does not deteriorate. So therefore, take care of your teeth. Young children, go to the dentist. Don't be like me, stupid. Take care of your teeth. And although I am the Lord of all living entities... So here, here is another example Krishna is saying, I am God. Many times throughout Gita, Krishna is saying, I'm God. Here's one way of saying it. I am the Lord of all living entities. That means Krishna is supreme. That means Krishna is God. And yet, He appears in every millennium. So that technically means once in a day of Brahma, Krishna appears on this earth. As soon as Krishna appears on this earth, then immediately it takes place in another material universe. Right now, somewhere in the material universes, Krishna is speaking Bhagavad Gita because all the pastimes of Krishna that we read about in Bhagavatam, are taking place somewhere throughout the material universes. He appeared in this universe 5,000 years ago. But there are millions and millions of material universes. And some, every, that the pastimes of Krishna are going on like clockwork. Here, where you are, it's 7.42. But me, it's 5.42. In two hours, it'll be 7.42 here in Los Angeles. And it'll be 9.42 there in Cologne. The clock is ticking. So Krishna appears once in a day of Brahma. Of course, there are other incarnations of Krishna and avatars. As the Bhagavatam says, the incarnations of God are appearing like the waves of the ocean. A question that is always asked of me. Prabhuji, this Kali Yuga is so bad. Is Krishna going to appear? I said, yes, he has already appeared. First, he appeared as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And also he has appeared in the form of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. If you want Krishna then you simply have to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And Krishna is right there. This same Krishna that's in the screenshot behind me. Same Krishna. He's non-different from his name. The next two verses... I think every Hindu knows these next two verses. And there's a reason why. Because they are fundamental shlokas of Bhagavad Gita. You've heard these, I'm sure, millions of times. yadā hi dharmasyā glānir bhavati bharata avyuthanam adharmasyā tadatmanam srijamyaham Whenever wherever there is the decline in religious practice O descendant of Bharata and a predominant rise of irreligion at that time I myself descend so this is Krishna he is very much concerned with planet earth so when he sees there is a decline in religious practice and that automatically means A rise of irreligion. You cannot have both. If one is going up, one is going down. So, (coughs) if there is a decline in religion, that necessarily means irreligion is increasing. And that's Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga means the rise of irreligion. Day after day, it's going to become more irreligious. Therefore, This chanting and preaching of the Maha Mantra is there. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama Eva Keevalam. Hello, Nastyeva, Nastyeva, Nastyeva Gatir Anyata. Krishna, Prabhupada writes in his 10th canto purports, Krishna has appeared in the womb of the Hare Krishna movement. Yes, Krishna is there in the womb of the Hare Krishna movement and personally present as the Mahamantra. Paritranaya sadhunang vinashaya chadushkritam <Hebrew> Dharama dharma sambhavami <speaking in Hebrew> yuge yuge To deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants as well as to reestablish the principles of religion. I myself appear millennium after millennium. So the ultimate principle of religion will be stated at the end of this Bhagavad Gita. Sarva Dharman Parityajya mamekam Kam Sharanam Vraja Ang Tuang Sarva Pape Moksha Yeshami Ma Suchaha Krishna says, You surrender to me, I will deliver you from all sinful reactions. Shuchaha, Do not worry. Do not fear. Do not hesitate. Surrender to Krishna immediately. So, by chanting this maha-mantra, automatically you're annihilating the miscreants. Because you are destroying their demoniac mentality. That's why Prabhupada sent us out into the world to do kirtan, out on the streets. Just to destroy the demoniac influence. And by the way, when you do your food for life program, that is also destroying the miscreants. So go on with your food for life program and destroy the miscreants and also that prasad distribution is one of the items of the principles of religion why Lord Chaitanya had a three pronged program chant dance take prasad so when you distribute prasad you are executing Lord Chaitanya's movement you will be blessed Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. So before we go any further, our master of ceremonies, Sri Lesh, has requested that I sing a particular bhajan, which he likes very much. Because it appears that he is a follower of Narada Muni and I see that we have a nice question from Harmesh which I will answer once we end this bhajan. But I have to change the key. Here we go. Narada Muni Radhika Ramana Name Narada Muni Radhika Ramana Name Nama Amani Udita Hai Okata Gita Same Naradamuni Bajayavina Radhika Ramana tame Amiyatar Varshegana Shravana Yugale Giya Bakata Jana Shokane Nache Apana Kia Narada Muni Bajaya Radika Ramana Name Maduri Pura Mataya Jagata jane ke ho ba kan de ke ho nache, ke ho matte, mane mane narada muni vajaya Radhika, ramana name Panchavadana Vaddhanna Premera Shagana Ro Kamalasana Nachiya Bole Bolo Bolo Hari Vo bo. Narada Muni Ramana Name Sahasranana Adam Sukhe Hari Hari Namo Nama prabhāve Matila Vishva Nama Ras Sabe Pa Narada Muni Vajaya Veena Radhika Ramana Name Sri Krishna Nam Rasane Spuri Puralo Amarasha Sri Rupa Pade Yachaya Iha Bakati Veenaud Narada Muni Vajraya Deena Ramana Nāme Nāma Amani Odita Hai Vakata Gita Sāme Narada Muni Ramana Nāme I hope that was okay, Sri ji. So I will answer this question of Harmesh. Prabhuji. How we can know how many material universes are there? And how many spiritual universes? As you said. There are many material universes. And what is the difference between this material universe and others? So this kind of information is provided to us in the Srimad Bhagavatam. And we also learn about this from the teachings of Lord Caitanya. Lord Caitanya says that there are an unlimited number of different material universes. Unlimited means it is impossible to count. And we learn from Lord Chaitanya and also the Brahma Sanghita, all the material universes are simply situated in one corner of the spiritual sky. All the material universes are like situated like in a cloud, a material cloud situated in the spiritual sky. And in the spiritual sky, there is an unlimited number of spiritual planets. On each of those spiritual planets, a different incarnation of God resides. For instance, if you are a pure bhakta of Lord Ram then you go to the spiritual planet Ayodhya-loka and eternally you will live with Ram in the spiritual sky. Or if you are a devotee of Lord Nrsimdha, on his planet he does not appear as half man, half lion. No, that was just for Hranyakashipu. In his spiritual planet, he looks like Narayan. But the symbols that he holds, conch, wheel, disc, lotus, club, they are differently situated. So, Vamana has his spiritual planet. Now, above all these Vaikuntha spiritual planets, which are innumerable that you cannot count, the topmost spiritual planet is known as Krishna Loka. And this Krishna Loka is divided into four different neighborhoods. Dwaraka, where Krishna is worshipped as the King of Kings, Dwaraka Dish. Rukmini is there. And the 16,108 queens and the 16,108 palaces. That's one neighborhood of Krishna Loka. And there's also Mathura. And then the best of all, the top of the top of the top is Goloka Vrindavan, where this Krishna, as you see in the picture behind me, this Krishna, the cowherder boy, he eternally appears as a sixteen year old youth. And every night Krishna dances the rasa dance with the gopis. And this goes on eternally. And there are cowherd boys, and there are cows and calves. You see the peacocks, you see the parrots, there's all kinds of living entities in spiritual forms. So, this information is there in Bhagavatam, in Chaitanya Charitamrita in the brahma Sanghita and there's no counting. You cannot count. Now, we learn from Lord Chaitanya that our particular universe, which includes sun, moon, and all the planets and the stars, our universe is the smallest of all the innumerable material universes which are clustered together and situated in one corner of the spiritual sky. And the reason why our universe is the smallest, as we learned from Lord Chaitanya, is our Lord Brahma only has four heads. Lord Chaitanya once told a story and our Lord Brahma once got to see all the Brahmas from all the other material universes. Some had ten heads, some had a hundred heads. Some had a thousand, some had millions. So depending on the size of the universe, that particular Lord Brahma has so many heads. So our Brahma only has four. So our universe is the smallest. This much information we know. I hope that answers your question. Hare Krishna Hare.